All right, so let's switch gears okay. and talk about the other part of this story, which is uh, that you interviewed some former... Not former. Not inactive, former. Inactive. Um, inactive gang members. Yeah. Um, let's go back. Why Why you wanted to do that? Okay, so um, as I actually said, Rich was the one who proposed um, interviewing these, these former gang members. And at the time, it, the word we did use was former. Um, he just simply saw it as let's try and maybe see if they'd be willing to talk to us. And if they are, how much they'd be willing to talk to us. Um, so we put on Facebook and Twitter asking if anyone knew any former gang members that'd be willing to talk to us to let us know. And, and I got a couple of guys who, who said they'd be willing to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they quickly told me that they were not former gang members. They're inactive. And, um, as we kind of talked about a few minutes ago, so a former gang member would be someone who did walk away from the gang and they're, and they're totally out of it, totally free and clean. And an active gang member is someone who is not, obviously currently active but if they are called upon by the gang leader to do something they have to do it um they're just not currently out there doing what they normally would have been doing mm-hmm. they're just kind of off to the sides what kinds of things did you talk to them about oh goodness <laughs> so i actually talked with them for about an hour and a half and they and they told me just i mean several just very interesting very intriguing things um, so they were telling me about, you know, friends or family that they know that may that were in gangs um, that kind of helped them want to join the gang life. Um, they talked to me about their initiation ceremonies, which the two of them both had to just fight other uh, gang members. So they were not just told to stand there and take a beating, um, but they actually were able to fight. Um, and then the next part of the series was the gang life itself. So they were telling me a little bit about the crimes they committed, um, the things that they actually did within the gang. They were telling me uh, just very little bit about ranks, people that they know that have died, unfortunately, in the gangs. And then the last part, how they got out of the gang life, except, again, they didn't actually get out of it. They mm-hmm. just became inactive. Um, but then also surprisingly they, they actually gave a lot of advice on how they think the community could help try to not stop gang violence but at least curb it a little bit um, so they were telling me that they think having like rec centers open 24 7 for children that keeps them occupied so that they don't fall into the gang life let's then rewind mm-hmm. and dig a little bit into what it was that they said made them want to be in a gang or or join a gang right so one of them told me that his um most of his family was in the crips oh by the way these are both crip uh inactive crip gang members eight tray deuce i think is what the gang was or the gang subset um so this guy was telling me that most of his gang or uh, family members were were gang members and and already right there he was like um I, i knew i was gonna be in the gang just because they were um the other one told me that he um he he as a i guess preteen uh, early teenager you know he hung out with gang members he was in the streets with them he kind of ran around with them and then that that just kind of sealed the deal for him um so they both already had gang influences that that helped them decide to join the gang mm-hmm. where um is how involved that that's what i mean like how involved were their families <laughs> Uh, in their life, and obviously the one who said his family, mm-hmm. m- he had relatives uh, that were in this gang already. But what was their support? So oddly enough, the one that did have family in the in the Crips, he said his mom did not want him to be a part of it. He said that when she found out, she cried and she tried to get him to get out of it. And, and you know, he tried to tell her what it meant to him and, and what, you know, why he had joined. And at the end of it, she said, you know, okay, I still don't like it, but as long as you're careful. 
Um, so that was kind of her reaction to it. The other um, man that I talked to, he said that his mom fully supported him. She said that he, or he said that she was uh, proud of whatever he chose to be. So, um, and funny enough, he told me the story where they would be driving down the street and she would actually start throwing up gang signs with her hands that he had, he had shown her and she, she would just start throwing them up and he had to tell her not to do that because she could get shot for that. How long do you get the sense that they have been um, members of a gang at this point? The one of them told me he joined when he was 14 or 15 mm. and he was in the gang for t- about 20 years. That's um, a long time. And he's 35 right now, which means he literally got out yeah. like in the next in the last year or so. Mm. Um, and the reason I'm telling you this is because it, if you do the math in my article, you, you can kind of determine this because um, we do say the age, how long mm. they were in and, and when how old he was when he joined. So he was in for 20 years. The other guy said he joined when he was about 20, 21, also in the gang for about 20 years. Um, He's now 47. So he's been out five, six, seven years. So he's had a little bit more time to step away. But both of them admitted that they've they've been they were in the gang for about 20 years. Okay, And you say they've been out. But again, they're not former members. They're inactive. Yeah. Right. So they haven't uh, actively been doing anything for, for the last few years. Okay. Were they able to tell you what would it take? Could they ever be former members? Could they ever just leave it? Well, one of them I talked to told me that in his specific gang subset, um, they don't have that choice. You literally are either killed or you are inactive. So he told me he obviously chose the inactive part. um, But he said that he's known a few people that have been killed because they wanted to get out of it. And he told me that once you're in the gang, you're in for life. Um, so unfortunately those, those men were killed because they didn't want to do it anymore. That's a heavy decision yeah. to make at 14 or 15 mm-hmm. or 13 or whenever a, a young person might decide to, to join up. That's, I can't imagine a decision I would have made at 15 years old that I would be, uh, that I would have had to stick with and live with forever and ever and ever. Right. Well, I think the problem is a lot of these young kids don't fully realize what that means. I mean, sure. And they were, and I mean, these guys I talked to, they were telling me, you know, oh, now it's a fad. Now it's the thing you do because you want to be cool. So you say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this cool thing. I'll do mm-hmm. it for whatever, five or 10 years, and then I'll be okay. And that really, that's that's not what the life is like. Um, as I said, they when you join, you're, you're in forever, man. That's it. What made them want to become inactive uh so I'll, I'll, it's a two-part thing and i'll answer with the easy one first so the easy one was uh this was the one who he did not have family um but he was telling me or sorry have family in the gang he was telling me the reason he got out was because he didn't want to go to jail he was tired of going to jail he said that um at this point he's had so many charges on him that if he was caught with like one little tiny piece of cocaine or or heroin or whatever they could put him away for like 10 years so he's a could be a habitual felon it, he it sounds a, like he is a, a one-time habitual felon at this point yes okay. um so he was telling me that he just he couldn't afford that anymore if he couldn't afford going away to jail for 10 years and getting out and trying to start all over again mm-hmm. um so he decided to stop because of that the other person I talked to, he told me the reason he decided to become inactive was because of the changes that have occurred over the last decade. Um, 
within the gangs and the gang members. That's going to open up a whole other topic because he was telling me that when he first started, there were just numerous things that were not done, were not said, that nowadays gang members are doing and saying. Such as? For example, um, I asked him point blank if he had any gang tattoos, because that is a common thing that you hear nowadays. And he said back when he joined, you did not get a gang tattoo. It was forbidden. And the reason for it was that because when you did get arrested and you and you went to jail, if you had any gang tattoos, the police would instantly know who you are. He told me that when he first joined, you did not flash your bandana. You did not put up gang signs or, or gang signals. You did not show your colors. You just, you didn't do any of that. You stayed low and you stayed quiet. And I mean, that, I mean, that makes sense. Cause as I, as we talked about in the very beginning of this, in the early mid two thousands, you were seeing a lot of, of, I guess, transparent gang activity. You were hearing about it more. And he was telling me that is all those, I guess, younger generation gang members not abiding to the codes and rules that he was taught. Um, and, and they were letting the police know pretty much what was going on and what they were doing. And he said he just he couldn't handle that. And so that drove him out. Overt gang activity. Yeah. Interesting. But but again, as you said, now it's kind of come full circle where the, right. where it's, where the organizations have moved back to that uh, more subtle I think um, they've learned their lesson. I think they've learned that being transparent and having the police know about you is not the way to go. So it maybe took a decade or so for them to get that out of their system. But yeah, it does seem like they're starting to go back towards the secret ways, the hidden ways that they were um, that these two men were were taught when they first joined. Because um, they were telling me, I mean, being a gang member was was all about secrecy. And no one was supposed to know what you were doing, when you were going to do it, where you were going to do it. I mean, it was it was all just very quiet and lay and you know hidden. Yeah, and so this is as a resident disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. This is disturbing, and and it seems like it should be disturbing for us to hear this. That even if we aren't seeing it, it's still there. Mm-hmm. Are there any clear answers to this? problem i asked them point blank do you think gang activity will ever go away and they told me no they Mm -hmm. said that the loyalty and and just straight up desire to be in a gang that will never go away um but again they they did offer solutions on on how to try and curb it a little bit and i mean there's always potential solutions to try and lower the the statistics and lower the desire of someone to want to join a gang but it, it will always be there and that's very unfortunate but that's kind of the hard truth like organized crime right um uh, of any kind i guess it's hard to it's really hard to eradicate it Right. Because, I mean, they think that they're in a brotherhood and they mm-hmm. think that they're, you know, doing the right thing and helping out their community. Um, one of the two men I talked to told me that Crips stands for Community Restoration and Progress and that the reason he's in the Crips is to help his community. What should parents, grandparents, friends, teachers, I don't know, anybody who cares about the children or youth around them, what can we do? So I was told both by the police agencies, um, ABSS, the DA, and these gang, these form, or, uh, sorry, excuse me, inactive gang members themselves, it all comes back to family. You need to have family structure. You need to have family discipline. You need to have a family that interacts with you. Um, most of these youth that 
turn to gangs, it's because they're lonely and they feel neglected or abandoned by their families, or they just don't have a strong role model in life. Um, I mean, even a, a parental unit that comes off as a strong role model, that can do so much for a child who desperately craves that. Um, but more often than not, it was a family structure. If, if the parents are gone all day or, you know, they're in jail or they just don't pay attention to their kids or they make them try to, you know, take care of themselves while the parents go off and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, of course the kid's going to join a gang. He's got people there that actually care about him and that actually want to talk to him and do things with him. So it's a, pay, a place to be and belong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then did talking to these two guys, did you get any sense of regret? Uh, do they regret at all their decision to join a gang? Or, or, or are they remorseful? Um, or is this just the way life is? And So the one that I talked to that had family and the gangs he told me that he did regret some of the things he's done mm-hmm. um he said you know i wish i hadn't done some of these things i regret that it had happened he he did come off as is kind of remorseful the other guy straight up told me the one thing he regretted was not going after the blood crit or the blood gang members more um so he did not seem to i guess feel as bad as as for all the stuff he's done as as the other one I guess not even remorse or regret for what they may may have done, but just regret that this is what their life is now, that they can't leave this. Mm, um, I, I didn't get that so much. Um, same same guy, he actually told me that it was preordained that he was going to be a gang member. Mm. So just no matter what, God made him a gang member. Um, so I, I, don't, I didn't get the sense that they did regret being in a gang and... Again, I think that just all goes back to the mentality that that's all they knew, that's all they mm. grew up with. Right. So how can you regret that? Yeah. And and again, um, it's a brotherhood, mm-hmm. if you look at it that way. Um, common goals, common ideas, common uh, upbringing and outlook on life, I guess. Yep. Well, thank you, Kate. Yeah. And uh, so, th- again, this series is running over three days, six parts, but again, you can read all this online at thetimesnews.com or you can pick it up in print. It's, it's the result of several months of work uh, by Kate Croxon. So uh, thank you, Kate. Thank you. 